Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Aesthetic Surgery Journal Open Forum Podcast. These podcasts are freely accessible on Apple Podcasts and through the ASJ Open Forum website internationally, representing the highest standard in aesthetic surgery education. I'm your moderator, Dr. Ryan Austin, and I'm a plastic surgeon in private practice in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Dr. Julius Few from Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Few authored the 2022 ASJ Open Forum article titled, A Single Center Study Evaluating the Effects of a Novel Retinol and Cannabidiol Combination Topical on Facial Skin. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Few, to chat about this article. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. So I'm really interested to hear about where the idea for this study came from. I know that we're hearing more and more about the potential benefits of CBD in everyday life, but its use in skincare is certainly a new frontier. It is. Cannabidiol became a point of interest for me uh, in particular because I also have a clinical practice in Los Angeles, California. And uh, a number of my patients who are industry leaders in different arenas, in particular entertainment, um, describe the benefit that they've experienced with various forms of of cannabinoids being used for everyday kind of issues like arthritic pain and uh, muscle-related injury. And so I became very curious about a high-grade water-soluble formula that could be used initially just to help reduce local inflammation that's associated with a retinoid juice like a retinol. And what I originally, the premise or hypothesis of the study was just that. Could we launch into a formulation or a product that would allow for the benefit of a retinol, but at the same time less in terms of the potential dryness, redness, irritation that can come with the retinol in so many people. And what we found in the study um, really, I think, surprised all of us um, because it was a blinded study. Um, And indeed, it showed really a pathway to consider um, really future research in this area. That's fantastic. You know, it was so interesting to read and it got me thinking, do do we know and we may not know, how much of this do you think is the CBD effect? Uh, How much of it is is a synergy between the CBD and the retinol versus how much do you think is just the fact that the the CBD is, is creating less inflammation and skin drying and leading to increased compliance or use of these products? Well, that you, you, you read my mind. So as we've started to really look at um, the pharmacology of what is likely happening at a cellular level, um, I believe that there's an absolute synergy that, that is occurring. And so the, the uh, cannabidiol or the CBD component actually does more than just reduce inflammation. It actually hydrates the tissue Um, And because of its natural anti-inflammatory and also scavenging properties towards free radicals, um, it also appears to make the skin more, if you will, susceptible to the effects of really the the vitamin A-based compound. So I think that there really is a joint effect in terms of the particulate actually traversing the skin 
and then creating this synergistic reaction that explains why we saw such a dramatic improvement in pigment. We saw a dramatic improvement in acne-related, including cystic acne-related inflammation, and just an overall sensation of the skin just feeling and moving in a more healthy way. So this made for, in my mind, um, really kind of a dramatic uh, kind of outcome. And it does make me very excited for, for future investigational work. And, and I think it, it kind of takes us out of the zone of people thinking of the cannabinoids as, as just recreational and not having a medicinal property and really moving it into a zone where we can, we can harness a botanical, which it is, it's a natural occurring um, botanical to achieve um, a clean health benefit. And and so you reported it was a fantastic, a hundred percent improvement in patient confidence with their facial appearance uh, in this study, and ninety percent agreement that that their products were improving their fine lines and wrinkles. Beyond the science, outside of this group or this cohort of of ten patients. How have you seen the effects of these products in other patients that you've been using? Or what's the response been like to to patients uh, or friends or colleagues that have had exposure to these products? So that's another great question. The, the finding that we've seen in our clinical practice um, and, and going beyond has, has been equally dramatic. I have, I would say the, the, the single most um, requested or dramatic benefit um, that has been kind of self-reported by our patients has been number one a dramatic redu- reduction in mask me or kind of acneic breakouts related to mask use with COVID nineteen mm-hmm. and also um, with redness due to um, not just the the idea of the retinol but redness actually that exists with rosacea. Um, we have a number of patients who have reported that the rosacea, even though it has a retinoid in it, that, and, and that typically is in some ways a contraindication at times because the retinoid can make the rosacea flare up. This has been um, a application that not only helps with fine lines, wrinkles, but it also seems to help with local skin reactivity and in particular um, rosacea. So again, I think we're touching on something that really must at a cellular level modulate the way the skin reacts as our largest organ. That's fascinating. The, the other thing that I, that I really loved reading this study and I'd love to hear more about is this concept of the four-dimensional beauty uh, assessment that you're starting to incorporate and bringing video into the assessment. Can you tell us a little bit about what drove you to create this assessment tool and how it differs from traditional photographic assessment that we've used in, in the assessment of patients and, and research studies up to this point in time? So I became very interested in videography primarily. Um, this is the second reason that I'm going to um, really attribute California to my personal clinical growth. Um, I take care of a number of very visible um, screen actors. And the thing that I was struck by, and these are household names, the thing that I was struck by is actually meeting them in person versus what I saw in two-dimensional print or on screen, 
um, showed a picture that was much more dramatic than what you would expect um, based on just seeing them on in a movie. And what what I quickly realized was when we look at somebody who has, for example, a botulinum toxin injection or a filler injection or the like, or even surgery, we are modulating the way subtle microscopic movements of the face actually occur. And what I became very curious about in my own clinical practice, even outside of this study, was the idea that with very short burst video documentation, 10, 20 second documentation, you're able to really start to quantify the level of an improvement or a level of a change in a way that a series of two-dimensional static pictures will not. Even with 3D imaging um, that I've used in various clinical studies, it doesn't take you to the same place, which ultimately, why are people doing things to make themselves look better? They're doing things because they want to have more confidence in their presentation, and they want to emit the most positive version of themselves. And that's where videography comes in. That's fascinating. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Few. I, I would encourage everybody to head over to ASJ Open Forum online to read Dr. Few's article and uh, to consider these products and, and the future that potentially cannabidiol and these ca- uh, cannabinoids have in uh, our skincare regimens. And I'd encourage everybody to make sure that you subscribe to the ASJ Open Forum podcast in Apple Podcasts to keep up to date with all of the latest content from ASJ.